rejection, and judgment. Rejection and judgment are things that we are afraid of. And almost everyone is afraid of it. In order to be the best at what you do, you have to not take rejection personally and literally not care about the judgment of others. Now, judgment and opinion are very different. An opinion of someone else, if it provides you feedback, is a gift because feedback can be used and put to proactive use. Whereas just someone judging you, like, I don't like green on you, and you're no good because you wear green, that's judgy, and who cares? Rejection is someone saying, no, thank you. I do not want to buy that from you. I do not need your services. This is how many people define rejection, but it doesn't count as rejection. Let me explain. Rejection is not personal when it comes to business. And it honestly shouldn't be personal at all. Because if your intent is good and what you are saying is not received by the person you are saying it to, for whatever reason, they simply are not vibing with the story that you are projecting with the words that are coming out of your mouth. It doesn't mean you're not great. It doesn't mean that if you were to engage in delivering a service for this person that they wouldn't be completely satisfied. It's not that at all. And yet, so many of us feel personally devastated when someone tells us no. In fact, 85% of salespeople, after they are told no for the very first time, give up completely. And this is a shame because we also know that human beings require persistence, not nagging, not used car salesman tactics of fake what's in it for me's and this and that. Not that. Humans have to be pursued. It takes a minute to trust someone that you don't know. It takes a minute to consider the things they are offering you and really sitting back and saying, is that something I need? We are all so conditioned to be out in the world and saying no to someone that often it doesn't even make sense why we're saying no. We are just so conditioned to say it. For example, if you woke up in the morning and it is cold outside and you put on socks and all of your socks have holes in them and you get into the car and you drive to a department store and you're in the sock aisle and someone comes up to you that works at the establishment and they say, can I help you? Are you buying socks today? And you say, no, just looking. Thank you. Well, this isn't entirely the case at all. Because in the world of Amazon, 
where you can have a package delivered at your front doorstep by a drone or a pigeon or whatever Amazon has doing its deliveries, there is a reason why you are standing in front of the socks in a department store. You need socks, and you need socks relatively soon. But if out and about you are acting as if you are the person in the department store trying to sell the socks to someone who is likely in the market to buy them anyway, offering to help them in that generic sense isn't going to do you any good. And if that person were to say to you, no, thank you, you would probably take that as rejection. But that person doesn't know you. All they know is they need socks. Sounds like you're trying to sell them something and they're just trying to do what they need to do. Time is of the essence. In fact, time is the commodity. Now, not so much money. We'll pay for convenience. So if you're going to say something to someone, you have to make it poignant. You have to make it stick. But even in the most seasoned of salespeople, there is rejection. I am just encouraging you to not take it as rejection. This is not you didn't get picked for the softball team and all these Freudian repressed childhood memories that we all likely have. Rejection is a part of business. You're going to get a no. I say 10 times out of 10, but 9 times out of 10, the key is to keep asking. Because if you keep asking the same person in a different way, in a more meaningful way each time, utilizing what you have learned about this person each time, you are not getting no's when you hear them. You are getting closer to them engaging with you because eventually you will have something that they need if your goal is to pay attention to them. So don't let this preliminary no or someone saying you shouldn't have on green make any difference in your ambition to accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish. If you believe in it enough, then you will pay attention to the people around you and find out what they really need to hear and how you can actually help them. And they will look for reasons to engage with you. We have the audacity to forget about our human nature when we're on the other side of the coin. And it's fascinating. The same things that we block on social media, we then go to work and put our work hat on, send out a very similar message, very scripted, very spamish. And we're upset when we don't get a good response. But six hours later, when you're off the clock, you're saying to Facebook, please don't show me messages like this anymore. Be practical. Be practical. What are the things that you respond to when someone is trying to sell you something? What are the kind of posts online and conversations you have in person that you like to engage in and provide those to your clients? The mere fact that everybody is doing the same thing on social media and in conversations and with scripting and this and that is exactly why you shouldn't do that. You have to cater to individuals. Social media is the plumbing 
of word of mouth. It is the same kind of context as taking someone out to a steak dinner in an attempt to get to know them. You're building context, a rapport. We both like the same steak sauce on a steak. Say that six times fast, Sally, by the seashore. <laughs> we, we like the same steak sauce. We both like golf. I know you have two kids. I like kids. These are the things that build the context behind trust. And those are the things that will eventually make rejection irrelevant. But don't mistake preliminary rejection for forever rejection. You have to keep figuring out people. What do they need? We can communicate with the world. As soon as we wake up, we can put our phone in our face and communicate with the world. But that hasn't made the world a less lonely place. There's a lot of chatter, but how much is it meaningful? It's not. So be the person with meaning behind what you say. Investigate people's needs. What sports teams do they like? These details matter. There are people that work nine to fives and they spend hours upon hours drafting things to market with and sell with. And in one eighteenth of the time, you and I can go have a conversation that means the world to you. Because I listen, because I actually care, and it has to be genuine. You have to actually care. And I do actually care. So when I listen and I make a difference, they talk about that. That, that is how you sell. It's not selling at all. It's getting to know people. There's no mystery behind it. You have to be able to do the emotional labor of putting yourself out there, not knowing if you will get anything in return, showing an interest in other human beings, solving problems that aren't yours to solve, and getting to the end result of someone wanting to do business with you because you went out of your way. No, it's not about selling homes, and it's not about selling travel insurance or mortgages. It's about does someone trust you? Do they think you care? And if you care, you can sell them anything they need. Not just a house, not just a car, but anytime they need the thing that you happen to sell, you'll be the one. And that's how you start doing business by referral only, and that's how you get away from rejection. But no, it never, ever really stops. But if you look at it as never a one-off thing and never write someone off but continue to try, the effort you expel will be very little compared to what used to be the case for having to get in front of so many people. Online now you can get in front of millions of people. 
it used to be so much more expensive to do that. So if you have to give away free advice that everyone hears and 10 people out of the everyone feel something and begin to trust you, you have just spent the best marketing dollars of your entire life and you haven't spent a dime. Do you see how powerful that is? It's engagement, it's caring, it's talking, it's conversations. Now, what kind of conversations can you have that will lead this person into trusting you, knowing that you're trustworthy? What are the things you have to say? We're going to talk about those things.